Taggart. This is Brandon. And we're yep. uh, this is a this is a podcast um, where we uh, we're, we're going to talk about things. How are you doing, Brandon? A couple of things. I'm doing really well. How's it going in your neck of the woods? Since you do live in the I woods, guess I can say that technically true. Legal, legally, you're in the woods, <laughs> um, and it's not a derogatory statement. You're right. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> good. Are you are you win- winterizing yet? We have the done some. Win- we have done some winterizing. We mm-hmm. are not all the way done. So yeah, should do that soon. We've had some snows already. There, it was frosty Ooh. outside this morning. Mm-hmm. Winter is coming. Those geese are getting fat. Um, <laughs> is, so, that, yeah. is that a thing? What? Fat geese? Do, fat geese? Do they get f- it's a song. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, is it's that a Christmas. sign that I've been, it's Christmas I've is been coming. negating? Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat please to put a penny in the old man's hat oh okay that's interesting because like if you're trying to catch geese for christmas dinner like you're not catching them up north man they're already they've already ditched out like no so i mean i would assume this is like a domesticated geese situation where you're fattening the goose up yourself for the Christmas yeah, dinner. I mean, haven't we all switched to turkey at this point? I mean, we're not, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Like, well, going for the but, yeah. Christmas goose. I mean, but that's the, the point. Christmas, this is a, the Christmas goose! The Christmas, <laughs> the Christmas goose! It's an old song. Please to put a penny in the old man. The old man doesn't want pennies anymore. Like, this is an <laughs> old true. song. Ooh, yeah. If you gave, like, a... a Street performer or somebody out there with the hat, like a bunch of pennies, they might be pretty ticked. Yeah, they're like, what, so I gotta roll my own change now? This is ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. But, anyways, what what else do we talk about on this podcast? We're gonna hit up a question of the day, we're gonna do a triggered memory, we're gonna say, hey, what's new with you? And we'll call it the new. And we're doing that at the end. And then uh, yeah. you know tangents, as they mm-hmm. uh, as they occur. Yeah, like all good news stories, we like to do a lot of puff pieces before we get to the hard hitting and puff pastry stuff. Ooh, I was gonna make some puff pastries this last week. Oh yeah, but we were like, can we make them with like? You think we can make them with like coconut oil instead? You know, like. It's like the buttery layer's got to be like the right amount of like moisture to fat to add flavor but also give that like puff aspect and all that kind of stuff Uh uh-huh i did even though i did make some super delicious um just rolls just some biscuits oh yeah some some flaky biscuits with coconut uh oil it actually worked oh no i didn't use coconut oil sorry i used um Kind of just like a butter substitute, like a margarine kind of nice. thing. And it actually, I mean, the, you got some layers in there. 
It was, yeah. yeah. And then I then I made the that was it. I made the gravy for the for the sausage gravy. Uh-huh. I made out of co- coconut milk. Whoa! Instead of cream. Well, so, well. <laughs> dairy free co- biscuits and gravy. Very cool. Well, check this out. You'll be you'll be proud of me. I made <laughs> wait, <laughs> this week a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli. Ooh, fancy! <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> le chef, le chef Boyardee. You know, if I was going uh, uh, beefaroni, what is it called? Ooh, is that right? That's fancy. Beefaroni is. No, beefaroni is below <laughs> Chef Boyardee for sure. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. is it beef? That is Chef Boyardee, isn't it? Don't they make beefaroni? Yeah, but like ravioli is better than beefaroni. I know. It was a joke. For sure. It, uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a tip I don't know if I've mentioned on here is if you're going to, speaking of beefaroni, which I'm pretty sure is just beef with macaroni right like oh, if you're yeah, gonna use sure. if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna go and uh put hot dogs in your macaroni and cheese Ooh. i did this quite a lot where i ate the same mac and cheese hot dog combination for uh-huh. like a whole month and so my only variation was just the hot dog uh Cutting up the hot dog, like how I cut up the hot dog. Do not <laughs> mince. Do not mince a hot dog. <laughs> that is oh. that is redundant. Hot dog has already been minced. It needs <laughs> some kind of structure to it, especially uh-huh. if you're gonna boil. Especially if you're gonna boil it. Oh. It was any other variation. You know, you get the like you just slice it into rings, cut so it into it, cubes, just, just leave the whole hot, hot dog, dog whole, like a hot dog. Uh, g- goose? Broth? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty gross. I don't know what pretty a gross. goose is, but I'm pretty sure it's because, like a... Because gl- once, once you separate once you separate the in- inner hot dog uh-huh. from the skin... So, like, if you cut it, like, with the... If you just slice it, so you got the little, like, discs, then right. they kind of plump out in the middle. Right. But they're still contained right. with the hot dog skin. Right. And if you cut cut it into more or less cubes. It's not really, you know, you cut those, uh, rings into quarters. It's still got a little bit of hot dog skin to like hold it in place. As soon as you start separating it to where it's just middle of hot dog floating around in, in water, it just, it just gives up. It yeah. just gives up the ghost. It gives up the ghost, man. And it now just it's just hot dog swamp. Melds. <laughs> yep. It just melds with the water. It's really weird. So, Gruff. anyway, how about a question of the day? <laughs> <laughs> sure. That sounds nice. I'll have nice. one, please. Uh, well, hot off the grill today is, oh. what, is food are some, mm-hmm, uh, what are some myths or common beliefs that you held on for you held on to for a long time mm-hmm. that were later like debunked or like in this like world of you know the real facts are out there you know such and such like you're like are you kidding me i've been doing this this way for years and it's been wrong 
What what do you got? Well, this is a weird. This is this. My mom or wives' tales is another. Yeah, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. how long I actually believe. No, I did believe this for a minute. Um, but my mom liked the toilet paper in a certain orientation. Okay. And like, uh, like standing on the back of the toilet tank. That's generally where mine kind of defaults to <laughs> no no i mean like actually okay. on the spool you can go mm. paper over top into mm-hmm. the front or paper or over top into the back you know what i mean right overhand or underhand right sure sure mm-hmm. uh my mom once told me hey mom she doesn't listen to this <laughs> um <laughs> i don't i don't think so um she told me once that it depended on what side of the toilet you put the paper or that the paper roll was on for if you want to go behind or in front so of it with the loose paper and so so in, in her mind if it's like to the right of the person then it's one way and if it's to the left of the person it's another way so in her mind like the axis of the toilet paper roll has to stay the same. Well, it just depends on. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, the caveat. Keep going. This, keep going. The caveat's this: I don't know if she actually believed that, or if she was just telling me that <laughs> as a way to remember how she liked it in our house for when I okay. put toilet paper on. Okay. So, because mm-hmm. now, of course, as an adult, I'm like, it makes zero difference like it's a preference thing and there's no way that it makes sense to have it one way on one side and the other way on the other side like oh uh, true yeah like that's that doesn't make any well, the, sense the thing that's interesting to know about your upbringing and stuff like that is you also had very little to compare this to as you had one toilet in your house right for a long time right it's not like we had two so it's toilets not like, and like it's one not like the, the upstairs yeah the upstairs the toilet paper's on the left so we have it underhand and then downstairs the toilet paper's on the right and so it's we have it overhand but you're just like she's just like no i like it do you remember if it was overhand or underhand which was her preference i think over 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 the top into the front so whatever you're like, calling overhand mm-hmm. or underhand, I would, yeah. O- overhand is, is, is you you just reach your hand over the top and you can pull back and it wheels it out. Versus you have to reach under to like wheel it. So underhand. Okay. Okay. I yeah. I can like, I can get behind that. Uh, mm-hmm. The the uh, the the taxonomy <laughs> there. That's not the yeah. right word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the classification. Classifications. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, cause, cause I think it's commonly held that, and if you have cats, you use the underhand method because they've learned that if they can just paw overhand, they can unravel it and it'll just all unravel. Interesting. Have you not heard that? You've yeah. had cats more than I have. Oh, for sure. But it's still, if they could grab the back of it. Like if it's in the back, mm-hmm. they if they just can paw the back of it, they can pull it down. True. So, cats, cats but I can see yeah. how it would might it would be easier 
if it was in the front. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so again, I don't know. I definitely thought about this for way too long in my life. Because um, <laughs> I don't think I ever really remembered, like, very well what side she said was better for which one. And mm-hmm. so I will readily admit that much, much too much time of my life was taking of me thinking, now, now why would... Would it be better overhand on the right or, or under? Like, which one is more? I can't remember what she said. Like, right. And why would that be better? And and the other side, why would the other side be better? Because you're reaching across your body? Or I don't. Um, <laughs> if I'm right handed and. Right. You know, and so. Right. And, and, and it took me way too long. And like, I don't know. I'm going to say like 10 years ago, maybe. Or something like that. Oh, for me. wow. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I mean, I... Okay. I, I may have exaggerated the amount of time I've thought about it. I made it sound like a big mm-hmm. deal. Like, it was a good amount of time, but it wasn't like I devoted, like, a big space for that in my brain, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I, I never... I, I Like, it was kind of like this passing thought when I'd put the thing in. I'd be like, oh, which way... Oh, I don't remember. I'll just put it this way or whatever. Um, so then I one time I actually sat and thought about it for like a good amount of time and then I was like oh, this doesn't this doesn't matter. <laughs> like <laughs> legitimately <laughs> right? I think she might have just been blowing smoke. Um, so anyways uh, and I want to say that I was telling my older sister about it and she was just laughing at me and I was like what? She was like, and then I, she didn't say anything. I just, it kind of clicked in. Then I was like, oh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> this was like, this was like an aside that she mentioned, that your mom mentioned one time and you just right. latched onto. <laughs> I, I had it way yeah. too long. Um, mm-hmm. for, and I will say, I will say, my brain is not. Unless it's something that I really care about. uh, My brain does not... I don't know how to say this. It doesn't... Because it doesn't not think about things. It will think about things, but it doesn't latch on in the analytical way. It doesn't reason through things. Very often... Mm -hmm. um, like that like it'll take most things at face value or how they were presented to me unless someone else presents an opposing argument and then, and then it'll be and then if it cares about it enough it'll be like okay what do you think but even then some things that i know like you know like hot button issues like uh, you know i know both sides but like uh, my brain doesn't care enough about it to like want to make a decision <laughs> either way i don't know it's just how it is so the one of the reasons i think this took so long is because i just never said it to anybody so no no one oh, gave me right. no one gave me mm-hmm. an opinion and just that's mm-hmm. kind of how my brain is wired so so i think like i said i think it was that time i was talking to my sister about it and that was the first time i've mentioned it since my mom had told me when i was like 10 I don't know, you know? Um, 
And then I was like, oh, there's an opposing view of this. That's not right. So anyways, like, so when he, when you posed this question to me, because, you know, we thought about it before we started, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I was just a gullible child in that way for a really long time about a lot of stuff. And that, mm-hmm. and that's because of the way that my brain is. Like, uh, you know, unless some kid was like, Santa's not real. I'd be like, wait, there's another opinion? Like, <laughs> like, right? you know, uh-huh. I, I didn't look for things. I didn't pick up on things that would have provided that information, you know, from external sources. Do you know what I mean? Like... Like, mm-hmm. um, you don't, why look, does you don't Santa, look for the contrary. Why yeah. does Santa write in my mm-hmm. father's handwriting? Like, that that kind of stuff <laughs> right? never registered mm-hmm. to me. And so, um, so like, I think I, like, Santa and those kind of things, Tooth Fairy, all that stuff, like, I think I carry that longer than most people do. Um, just in general. So, anyways... But uh, you, what about you? What do you got? Uh, well, one of the things that I, I don't know if I, like I, I definitely still believe, even though the manufacturer says that this is not the, the case, that, <laughs> that it's not cotton made swabs, uh-huh, Q-tips, uh-huh baby gays, whatever you want to call them, they are the best thing to, or the, like the best disposable thing to clean your ears. Like I'm not, you know, an ear, nose and throat guy or anything Uh like that, but like I've used them like my personal experience. Uh I don't, I I don't, I'm not one of the people it's getting out of the shower every day, popping, you know, a Q-tip and just like rubbing it down and all that kind of stuff. It is really for me kind of one of those situations where I'm like, okay, it's getting a little oily and, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel a little bit of a buildup and I know buildup is good and, you know, you're supposed to have your, because like, I guess that was part of it is like earwax when I was growing up, was like, get rid of it. Like, get it all out of there. Like, you, the earwax is just, you know, sweat coming out your head, you know, holes and stuff like that. And so, um, so I would, as a, as, as a, like a young kid who probably didn't even put deodorant on every, every day, (laughs) you know, that, that, that that age, right. You know, where it's like, you're not, you're not like, you know, you don't even have armpit hair at this point. I was like cleaning my ears constantly. Not like really? every single not every single day we'll say, but like I would bust out the hydrogen peroxide and I would lay on one side, you know, on the on the couch with the towel under me and I would fill up the little cup or not the cup, sorry, the little cap, fill up the little white cap, you know, and I would Drizzle it into my ear that's pointed up to the sky and just listen to the bubbles and everything. And then I would take a cotton swab 
And I would swab it all out, and then I would really? drain it, and then I'd flip to the other side. I yeah, I'm doing this one. Never once put hydrogen peroxide in my ears. Never. Oh, you're prob you're not supposed to. <laughs> like, like so okay. so um I, I wanna I don't have a direct correlation of where this stems from, but uh-huh. my but growing up with um you know, going out to New Jersey and we had a pool and we would go out to the ocean, the shore as it's called, all that kind of different stuff. Like, you know, kids are prone to ear infections. Mm. And so we had this stuff that um, I'm pretty sure is uh, just hydrogen peroxide and alcohol. Like, but my, my dad would mix it up and it would be in this specific bottle that had like the perfect little cap that you just pop the cap off and it fit perfectly like in your ear and you would just, you know, you would just squirt it in there. So every time we went to like the shore and stuff, we would all do this because basically all it's doing is it's just flushing the water because it just mm-hmm. flushes a bunch of alcohol in there, which evaporates easier and flushes all the water out. So then you don't just get an ear infection, you know, dries out your, your ear more or less. Gotcha. But like, I don't know what it was. I was just like this, like, okay, I got to like clean my ears. And it was kind of like, I would say it was kind of like clipping your fingernails kind of time frame. Where you kind of just would be like, oh, man, my fingernails are kind of long. I'd be like, oh, I should, like, you know, get the hydrogen peroxide out. And I just I have distinct memories of sitting on the couch, one ear on the arm of the couch, and then, you know, watching TV and just letting it bubble for, like, five minutes, you know, Yikes. and then switching and stuff. And did so, you, Did you ever have an ear infection? I had ear infections, like... When I was little, little, oh, uh-huh. um, I had maybe one or two, um, and my dad, you know, started doing the the flush and stuff like that, and so, um, but then, like, yeah, I would do it like when I haven't been swimming in like months, like I would, you know, over the winter or whatever, you know. But I I didn't get ear infections in that case, and um, and yeah, I mean, I'm like, I would. I would go and like, I mean, I don't know if this is the same for everybody because I haven't probed a lot of people's ears. And again, this is one of the things that if you don't talk about it, if you don't talk about it with someone else, you don't realize that it's weird. Right. 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 (laughs) So when I would swab my ears, there's like, um, there's the part of the ear canal that kind of narrows down and then it opens up again. Uh huh. Right. So you, you like, so I would take one Q-tip and I would swab it and I would get all of that like pre stuff, like right at that bottleneck and everything. And then I would use one side of the Q-tip on one ear and the other side of the Q-tip on the other ear. Right. Look at it. Of course you gotta (laughs) throw it. Yeah, that was in my ear. (laughs) Then throw it away. Then I would take another one and I would specifically go deeper uh-huh and i know i wasn't you know hitting my eardrum at that point but i would get it past the bottleneck to where it kind of like popped into the open the more open space and you can kind of get like a little you know uh lever action on it you know you can actually uh-huh. kind of swap you know you're not just twisting it you're like you're like rotating it around right. and swabbing right. it and everything to get all that kind of stuff 
And then I would do the hydrogen peroxide thing and um, then clean it out with a uh, hydrogen peroxide dipped Q-tip. Gotcha. Brand, not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> right. So <laughs> and everything. So, so I mean, so the Q-tip people have they came out and said, "Don't put so, these in your ears." Yeah. So I don't know how long it's been on there, but uh-huh. it's like printed on the thing, not for like use in ears or some some very something like that. And everybody was like. I remember when this like started becoming popular where people were like, are you kidding me? This is the only thing I use it for. It's like, no, it's really, it's kind of just a, like, like a cotton ball that's on the end of a stick. So if you have like something really delicate that you need to clean, you could clean that. And it's like, yeah, like your ear. <laughs> like, right. and they're Paul, they're called like baby gays because they, I think they were originally meant for like cleaning, like, you know, different parts of a baby, you know, like in between their toes mm-hmm. or getting like the little gook out of the corner of their eye and stuff like that. Cause you know, you want something that's soft and absorbent and right. you can easily, you can easily uh, manipulate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But people are like, Oh my gosh, this fits perfectly in my ear. In fact, if you go past this one point of no return, you get this nice, like satisfying swabbing action and you can feel it and hear it when it hits your eardrum, you know, like, so I'm like, seriously, like I, I feel it poke my eardrum and be like, okay, back it off a little bit. Let's not get crazy. And, and everything. Oh, and I'm I sure never have gone that far. Really? Never. Never. You know what I'm talking about, like the where it, where it bows in, but you haven't gone past that. Like I, I don't, think I seriously so. have, yeah. have straight up thought that I punctured my eardrum before, but I'm like tap tap tap. I'm like no, see, I don't so good. use I don't use consoles like that very mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then, I use them. The the time I use them the most is like. Uh, I have some in my gig stuff for my mm-hmm. in-ear monitors because they'll get the they'll get earwax inside of them and get plugged up and then I in the head in the earphone itself right and then I can't hear anything mm-hmm. out of it because the canals on the on my in-ear monitor headphones are really thin mm-hmm. and so it can get stuff in there and plug it up real easily and then I can't hear anything out of that so. Uh, I usually keep some in my gig stuff so I can do it like before I play. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, which is appropriate. That that is a hundred percent. Yeah, I I would assume an appropriate use that the 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 company's like. See, you're not poking yourself in the brain. You're getting a delicate <laughs> amount of you know work yeah, out of it. <laughs> exactly. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've not ne- yeah never been hardcore. Uh, <laughs> ear cleaner wow i don't know and like like i said I, I don't have a specific like you know oh you got to do this to keep yourself from getting ear infections in fact right I, as as you know tons of people will probably tell me if anybody ever you know decided to send us an email that <laughs> this probably would lead to ear infection so i have since right. you know given up this and it, I guess there's another okay 
Another thing that might have contributed to it, and this only just because it sticks in my mind specifically, do you uh-huh. remember the TV show The Sentinel? I know the name, like the name sounds it was familiar, like, but I can't think it was of like this, what it was. It was like this cop or ex-cop, maybe now private eye kind of kind of thing that all of his senses were like amplified so he could like see like crazy detail far he could hear sense smell like all this stuff like he would know if somebody like left the room like or like two rooms over because he could feel like the breeze of the door opening or something you know or the pressure difference or whatever um but there was an episode of that where he went to like and you know somebody just checking out like a doctor that's checking out his ears and they're like oh your ears are like really clogged and he's like it's like really it's like yeah like it's like i'm surprised you can hear anything and he's like actually i have really good hearing you know like (laughs) and so she's like well we're gonna clean these out so she got the little like water gun thing that with the little basin you know so uh-huh. flushes and catches all that stuff and then the whole like rest of the episode he's like oh, i can hear everything it's like oh, just like way too loud like yeah it's like everything's like you know all the normal sounds are too loud for him to like like hear like anything you could hear it's like just deafening all that kind of different stuff so interesting i'm like well if they could do that at like a doctor's office, then why can't I just do it at home? I guess is one of the things that kind of went through my, my mind, but right. I don't know. Yeah. So, so now I still will use a Q-tip if I'm like, um, yeah. Like if, if I'm, if I'm pulling my headphones out and there's like earwax on there, I'm like, mm, I got to kind of like, you know, clean this up a little bit. Not going past the, not going past the, uh, the bottleneck. But definitely kind of cleaning, cleaning out the little bit. Interesting. Yeah. I I don't know why this made me think of this, but there, and this was not one that I ever believed in, but society in the whole still kind of holds on to this, which I like, think is pretty funny. Um, The whole blowing into the NES cartridges. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I thought. I don't know. I think my brain went like consuab, like alcohol, oh. like cleaning cleaning should, so the delicate. That's yeah. what you should mm-hmm. clean the contacts right. with on your uh, uh, cartridge mm-hmm. versus blowing spit and and corroding right. them more. So, mm-hmm. anyways, but yeah, I don't know. That was something I never did. I was like, don't blow on it. Just like. You got to push it to the side and try to get the connections to connect. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Oh, I definitely remember that on yours is you, you had to like load it and then use that little notch in it to, to push it over. Yeah, to kind of push it to side yeah. to side, hopefully mm-hmm. like getting them to connect. Because it was yeah. less, I mean, because that's really less about the cartridge and more about the, um, well, I mean. The contacts, yeah, mm-hmm. it had to do with the cartridge sometimes too, but like it, it had to do with the flaw in the design of that front loader NES that your mm-hmm. back your back pins would bend from like pushing the thing down. Yeah, 
But that was back in the day when you feared taking things apart, you know? Like right. I would I would only take things apart that were broken beyond, you know, use and I would take right. them apart, figure out the problem and, you know, then yeah, like I had a a VHS player um as as they call um I don't even think it was a VCR. I don't think it had record. I think it was pretty dang cheap. Oh wow. But it wouldn't load the tape anymore um, because it would get caught up on this thing. So I just took the housing off, figured out where it was getting caught. And so then I could load it and then like push it past that point oh. uh, to where it, where it would load and stuff like that. And so, um, so it was just a like, but you like, as, as a kid, I would be like, Oh my gosh, like it has to be protected. Like what if dust gets in there or what if it gets, you know, wet or right. maybe and sunlight or whatever. Like they built a case around this for a reason, but then later you're like, well, no, like the mechanisms and everything. Yeah, you don't want to get dust in them, but yeah, but like, it's all open anyway. It's getting dust yeah. in the front, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like every time you put a tape in, there's mm-hmm. a dust in there. Yeah, exactly. So if, if if it's open to the air and you can see exactly what's going on, you know, then it's like, oh well. Now I know what works and what doesn't work. So. Right. But yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of... I mean, yeah, there's like those little beliefs like that where it's like, oh, no, like you can't take that apart because you'll never get it back together. It's like, yeah, watch this. Like, Well, I can't tell you how uh, many times I've watched somebody on YouTube tear apart an NES now. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know... I'm like, oh, this, it was pretty simple. <laughs> it was pretty simple. Like, uh, and, yeah, I mean... Not that you would have made bank, but you could have just gone around and just been like, here, let me borrow your NES for two days, and I promise you I will fix this. Because you just like... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, here. just get in there and bend, bend the, the contacts back a little bit. like Clean them up a little bit, yeah. yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. It would ruin Toy, Toy Story, for Toy Story 2 style. You got, like, the guy with, like, the... Comes and fixes Woody. You know, right. Like you got your little, you got your little briefcase for all of your tools My and everything. Huge magnifying glasses. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hopefully this demystified a couple of things for people. Maybe, and... maybe not. Maybe everyone was like, <laughs> "We all knew this," especially that toilet paper thing. Nobody says that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nobody. Nobody's going past the, the, the. the narrow part of your ear that's crazy (laughs) nobody's nobody's purposely like gently rubbing their uh eardrum (laughs) with a cotton swab right like because that's what they say is like and this is how i think i got around it um and everything is because they like it's like since you're you're in that narrow spot you're basically just cramming more and more earwax into your eardrum space. Right. So like, you know, you're just, it's just like a, you know, like you're loading a muzzle loading gun. You know, you're just right. ramming the, getting, I'm using all the words I want to use too early <laughs> in the sentence. <laughs> it's like you're, you're loading a muzzle loader, sting it, and you're ramming the ram rod dang it (laughs) they just named it too good (laughs) oh i hate that (laughs) um but yeah 
But so I was like, oh no, I've got a method. First you clean out the outside so you're not cramming stuff in there. Then you put the hydrogen peroxide in there, loosens everything up, and then you go in there with the mm -hmm. Q-tip that's wet. And when it's wet, it shrinks a little bit, and so then it slides past the, uh, what's it called, easier so then you can get it out and actually, right. you know, scoop it out as opposed to push it deeper. Interesting. I hope that now doesn't help some i do not endorse this <laughs> method <laughs> it is it is very much debunked and yeah that's funny there you go anyway <laughs> what anyway what, what 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 else do we talk about on this thing well sometimes we're talking about a triggered memory and Ooh, uh, okay. we were looking at talking today about roommate stuff like Ooh. Like maybe, uh, like bad times. Bad times oh. roommates. <laughs> oh, bad, bad roommates. Yeah. Okay. Like bad roommates or, or bad roommate experiences or, 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 you know, things of the mm -hmm. like. We, we want to, we want, we, we want to go negative. You want the, you want the tea? And tie the kids, yeah, kids the, say it now. You want the tea? The zoomers say <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, tie it into the food episode somehow. <laughs> oh, tie it into food? Um, you don't have to. So, um, I've had quite a few roommates, partially because I lived in a, in a apartment with a rotating six guys at once right so like in your in in my actual room there were three individuals and in my apartment as a whole there were six and so and they changed at least every semester and so i've had i probably would say 30 i mean if you count wow. the mission and stuff probably 40 plus people that i've right. li lived in paid paid rent with for like uh, uh, over a month <laughs> and right. stuff and so um i would definitely have to say that the most awkward the most awkward roommate um was i mean he's not going to listen to this i'll tell you that if you don't think your mom's going to listen to this <laughs> this guy oh um, but, and I mean, so, so Conrad, right? This guy's name was Conrad. Okay. Great. Um, this is again in a six person, six person apartment. Uh huh. Um, there is, uh, there are two bedrooms, um, and two bathrooms mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, then one kitchen and one living room. Love and, it. um, there, uh, in the bedrooms, there is a single twin bed and then a bunk bed, as, okay. as you do. And um, so single is usually like up against the window and the bunk bed is on the wall by the door. Uh -huh. And I was on the bunk bed on the bottom bunk and Conrad got the bunk bed on the top. Okay. Um, he, he was... Um, he was a few years older than all of us. We were in our mid-twenties, and he okay. was like 30, 31. 
So Oh wow. Okay. Not that big a deal, but at the same time it's just like, okay, like this guy's not at the same stage of life as all the rest of us really. Right, right. Um he was he had been in the Marines and he had done two tours oh, wow. over, overseas um and everything. So he had lived some stuff, right? Sure. So um he a couple of the weird things he did uh, initially <laughs> was he, when he would like whenever he would wake up or before he would go to bed and he went to be, he woke up or he slept very odd hours he would stand on the he wouldn't stand on my bed but he would stand on the bar you know the wood frame like next to my mattress right and he would sweep his bed because he only slept on the mattress with a top sheet and that's it really and so he would yeah so he would he would sweep the bed and he would flip the mattress up and sweep underneath it not like sweep with like a broom but like with his hands okay. and stuff and i'm like is he checking for bugs is he checking for bugs like the cia like i mean like what <laughs> you know and everything he was Just not crumbs. very talkative yeah, uh-huh. exactly. He was not very talkative at all, um, and he, he, the only thing I ever saw him eat was potatoes cooked in the microwave. Okay. And he, and he would, he, like I said, he kept really odd hours, and he would just leave randomly and show up randomly and stuff like that, and so he would microwave a potato, but it takes a couple of minutes, you know, it's not you know, uh, like Hot Pocket or something like that. Like, it's going right. to take eight, nine minutes to fully cook a potato. And he would just leave. And so his potato would just be sitting in the microwave and every, like, minute and a half, she'd be like, beep. <laughs> and everybody, we're just sitting there watching TV, beep. We're like, did he, did he leave again? And so, like, till it would beep until somebody went over there and opened and closed the the door. Right. Because I mean, we didn't, you know, you don't want to take his potato out of the microwave, like unless you immediately got to use it, right? Right. Uh, he used the same cup in our apartment every single day to drink water out of. Okay. The same cup That's until efficient. one day I, yeah, I mean, he never, I mean, maybe he washed it sometimes, but you know, it's just water. And right. he's the only one using it, so, you know, whatever. Except one day I realized that that cup belonged to a girl's apartment. Like, because we had girl apartments in the complex. And I was over there one day and I was like, oh, I recognize that those cups. It's like we have one of those in our apartment. Conrad uses it every single day. And so I was like, oh, well, I got to give it back to them. So I gave it to them. And then... Rather than select a different cup from the copious amounts of leftover cups in this apartment, right? Uh-huh. That people have had for, you know, the generations of, of students. He takes the Arby's coupon slash menu slash ad from the newspaper or mail or whatever, mailer. That comes in, origamis that into a small cup, puts a 
plastic bag, like a sandwich bag, inside of that, and proceeds to use that as his new drinking cup for the remainder of the time that he was at that apartment. Interesting. For for weeks. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So he trusted that cup with his life and refuses to touch another cup and would (laughs) would instead drink from this flimsy, like, plastic-lined, you know, like, origami. Interesting. And so, yeah. Um, I never... I was going to say, I never saw him shower, which I'm happy about, but I never knew of him showering. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But sometimes he would just, um, because he wore, like, combat boots um, all the time. He wore the same, like, he wore, I mean, he was like a cartoon character. He wore a white t-shirt and jeans and combat boots every single day. Okay. So, like, if if you had to draw him, that right. is the outfit that <laughs> he, he has a, do- a dozen hang- hanging in his closet. Exactly. Uh-huh. So every once in a while, we would just find a boot print, like a single boot print in the tub, and I'm like, "What the heck is this?" And somebody saw him one day, and it's because he would, um, like rinse or shampoo i'm not sure his hair under the faucet of the tub just with one foot in the tub so he would just like bend it like step in the tub with one foot and like maybe kind of sit on the edge of the tub and just like rinse out his hair and stuff like that and so that was like and so he but he would just leave the boot print here just like what the f- <laughs> what the heck <laughs> um yeah, oh man i could keep going uh, a couple quick things until it gets to the really weird stuff. So he would always play this same computer game and his computer, he had the big, huge old school, uh, what do you call it? C, C, R, T monitor. Sounds uh-huh. right. Yeah. Acronym. Yeah. Like the big old fat back monitor. Um, he would play this like, I, I don't know what the game was called, but it was like, two bit levels less than like Warcraft, like original Warcraft. Okay. And, uh-huh. and it was the same kind of thing where you're leading like an army, like from a top down view and you're just clicking like to move here, to move here, to attack this, whatever, whatever. But he would constantly be saving it and like returning to like 10 seconds before. So he would be doing something and it wouldn't go exactly how he wanted. So he'd save it or he'd have it saved and go back and then, you know, go so and then, oh, that save, one worked out. So he'd save. It, so, basically. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like click, click, save, click, 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 save, click, click, save, save, go back, click, save, back, click, click, click. And I'm like, so you couldn't watch him because it's just constantly like resetting and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Right, <laughs> like, like, you should just play mm-hmm. it out and get better at the game. Right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I can sleep through most things and stuff like that, but he would just play that all night and then he would go to bed at like 7 a.m. and then sleep for the majority of the uh, af- you know the morning into the afternoon and then he'd leave. And then he would uh, we had a laundry room that uh-huh. was supposed to be locked at 10, but the managers were lazy. And they didn't want to actually lock it. So people were like, sweet, I'm going to do my laundry when I get home and I have nothing to do. So, but like, 
we had so many reports because we're his roommates, but we don't have like control over him or any real jurisdiction right. on any of his actions. And so we would just get these things where it's just like, oh my gosh, like I went to do my laundry and I went and like, it's like 11 o'clock at night or it's 2 a.m. or whatever. And I go into the laundry room and I flick the light on and Conrad's just standing in the dark, just like, just standing there in like the middle of the laundry room. And so it just freaked the crap out of everybody, oh guys, girls, anybody. You just like, because you just start like, mm-hmm. oh, there's nobody. Because sometimes there's somebody in there doing their laundry, whatever. But right. you just open the door, flick the light on, and there's just a dude standing there. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what the heck, man? And he would just like, sometimes he'd stay there when they were doing their laundry and just kind of like watch them. Sometimes he would walk out. And so it just was creeping everybody out in the whole building. He then, all five or four of the remainder of us, or five of us, I guess if I'm including myself, all the rest of the people in the apartment, we all caught him, like, staring at us while we were sleeping. Like, Oh, my gosh. Like, me and my roommate in the same room, like, it happened to us multiple times, um, the other people in the rest of the apartment, like, somebody was, like, taking a nap on the couch And then all of a sudden they like woke up and he was just standing there and they're like, what the heck, man? And he's just like, and just doesn't say anything. It just walks away. And it's just like, that's even worse. (laughs) Like if you had said like anything, you know, (laughs) like, but like just your mind just reels for me. Oh my gosh. For me, remember, I sleep directly underneath this man. Right. I kid you not. It's probably maybe like 6 a.m. or something like that. So I'm like, I don't have to get up, but I'm like, you know, drowsy or whatever. And I roll over and I open my eyes and I just see his head hanging down from the top bunk. So he's just leaned over the top bunk and he had his hair was a little bit longer. So it's just kind of like splayed out, you know, with gravity uh-huh. And so I just see this like silhouette of him just staring at me. And so I just close my eyes gently, wait a second or two, and then casually roll over because I don't want to set him off to stab me to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh like I had, I had the wherewithal to be like, don't frighten him or don't like, don't, you know, no sudden movements. Just like, like pretend you didn't see him, mm-hmm. and just close your eyes gently, and just roll over, and maybe he will think that you, you didn't know or whatever. My roommate, the couple nights after that, asked him a question because my roommate was like the one to kind of reach out to him and try to talk to him, and that's how we knew he was a marine and all this kind of stuff. Because we tried, but you know, you uh-huh. kind of give up after um, half a conversation or so. Yeah, and he. He was like, he's like, hey, man, were you, like, doing karate moves or something last night? And he's like, what? No. And he's like, yeah, like, I saw you, like, in the corner, like, it's like you were punching something or maybe, like, you were, like, listening to music and, like, dancing. Well, first, oh, sorry, before before he goes on, he's like, were you, like, doing karate moves? He's like, no. He's like, you must have been dreaming. And he's like, yeah, like... 
you were like maybe you were like dancing or something or maybe you had like your headphones and like there was music or something he's like oh yes i was listening to music and i'm like no you were not <laughs> you, you 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 can't you can't go from this didn't happen you were dreaming to oh here's a reasonable explanation you start with the reasonable explanation man. like oh my gosh and so like he was just so freaky that we're just like i can't i can't with this kid and he just like and so eventually he like you know i was like lease ran out and because they ended the semester and they opted not to renew it because they gotten so many complaints about him and stuff like that but like oh wow that was i mean crazy in my short little like that was definitely the most like oh my gosh i could have been stabbed or he could have been totally normal thinking but didn't express that and so it creeped everybody out right <laughs> that is definitely that that was my cr- weirdest roommate story for sure crazy mm-hmm. so um And he's going to listen to this podcast. So I'm just going to see him standing out in the street. <laughs> I don't know. I feel pretty lucky. I don't feel like I've had any roommates that were like real bad or that I didn't mm-hmm. get along with okay. Um, but I did think the the, the, weird, the the worst thing that I ever had dealt with, like, with roommates was mm-hmm. we we took our landlord to small claims court because oh. they didn't give us our deposit back. Mm. So, so it didn't have to do with my, my, I mean, this is when I was living with Justin and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, Casey, Casey. Casey. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, Casey technically was the one that put that, that did it, that took them. I was going to say, I, I, I could definitely see that, <laughs> kind of right, him spearheading that for sure. Right, but he kind of was like, "You guys should come," and we're like, "Okay." And then mm-hmm. the judge basically threw us all on the uh, complaint, like where we were there, which we're like, "Okay." Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so it so, was so it was this apartment versus whoever not Casey against whoever like if it was like drawn up and some whatever yeah I don't know yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know how the people the people necessarily but we were there and he's Mm -hmm. like yeah my roommates are here too you know and they're affected by this as well and he's like okay they're all plaintiffs you know like I I, I don't know exactly how that worked but Mm -hmm. but I literally called them so many times after we moved out of there and I was like, Hey, so what's mm-hmm. up with the deposit? And they'd always say, Hey, it's coming. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Until finally, like I talked, it was a husband and wife. They owned this house and we rented it from them. And did we, did we leave it in perfect condition? No. <laughs> right. Did we I mean... leave it in a condition that we should have got something back? Yeah, I think so. Um, right. Like, and definitely perfect condition is in the eye of 
the oh, beholder. Absolutely. Because, like, oh my gosh, like, th- did they ever, like, lift up this doormat to sweep underneath it? No, we did not lift up your doormat to sweep underneath it. Right. Because it's a doormat outside. <laughs> like, yeah. excuse us. Well, yeah. like, this lady, the, the wife of the couple, she was a cookie. Like, um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. She lived life in her own way and thought about things in her own way. And uh, um, I'm gathering that by context clues, but can you define a cookie in this context? <laughs> <laughs> um, a cookie's st- kind of an odd person, kind of off the wall, kind of, you're like, I don't understand your motives or like hmm. if you completely understand this situation like i don't <laughs> mm-hmm. like to read you is to go a little insane myself so okay, okay. <laughs> um but uh i uh, i at one point i had called again and was like hey what's going on you know and she was like there's no deposit you don't get anything back and i was like what and she's like, no, 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 no. There was too much stuff to the house or whatever. We did all this work. And I was like, well, then I'd like to see your receipts and stuff. Because I don't, like, I will readily admit that you probably had to take some things out and fix some things up or whatever. But I don't think it should have been, you know, three months or, uh, you know, a rent, one month rent worth of all of our, our rent you know mm-hmm. um and so let me see the receipts and stuff from the work that you did uh you know because as a landlord you're supposed to you know obviously hold our deposit until there's work to be done after we move out and then that's the money that goes to that you know yes and, and i mm-hmm. kind of got the feeling that you no, broke a window, you smashed a, you know, right, 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 right. right. You, but you I smashed a lamp that they own, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I don't think she ever came out and said it directly, but it from some context clues and things. Like I got the impression that they did not set our deposit money aside, and that mm, they spent it. Okay. You know, got oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Uh huh. So and some of it might have been to fix some stuff up, sure, but it sounded like they never really set it aside, and so whatever money they had to fix up the house was whatever money they had. Like they didn't have the deposit money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they don't have documentation to show that they had that deposit the whole time. And she doesn't really like big statement balances and stuff, right? And they yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't really have. I mean, and again, this is she kind of talks in circles, and so like this is more than a direct like uh, this is how it is kind of thing. Uh, these are all things I've pulled from like her ramblings, mm-hmm. kind of to kind of piece the story together, and. Uh, and, you know, so they didn't really have the money and they maybe didn't have the money to fix the stuff that they did, you know, that they did. 
So they just, you know, from what I understand and from my perception of the situation, they had, uh, you know, just made bad, bad business decisions and hadn't left money over to do the work that they needed to do. So whatever mm-hmm. they could scrounge together to do it, they had to do it so they could get a renter in there, but then they didn't have money to pay us, you know. Right. Because, again, the things that she rattled off that they did, I was like, that's maybe 300 bucks, 400 bucks, you know. And How much was the deposit you were looking at? Well, I mean, it was a house. We we paid, um, I want to say we paid $1,200 a month to rent that house, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, split between the three of us. So I was like, you got 1200 great, like... Or three hundred bucks to do this. This is let's you know be generous. We'll say it's six, you know, but we should still be getting, you know, uh, we should still be getting money back, you know, even if it's right. not that much. And it should mm-hmm. and it should have a breakdown that says this amount went to this and this and this and this, you know, one hundred percent. Yeah, how it's done. So, mm-hmm. so when that never came forward, you know. Casey was just like, uh-uh, like, we should get our money back, you know? And mm-hmm. so he took him in, and, and the, the, the you know, we were making some of these points or whatever, but the judge basically was like, you know, they don't have any proof, you don't have any proof, not that you would have it necessarily in this situation, you know? The, you would like, only you, get- the only proof you would have is, like, if you took pictures of every room in the house and were like, this is the state we left it in, you know, right. Like there's no, they're like, they're arguing, like they'd have to have like, I mean, yeah, it's on them to be like, there were holes in the wall that weren't there when we, you know, when we leased the house. And it's just like, here's a picture of this room, no holes. So what are you talking about? The, you know, the railing was broken or whatever. It's like, here's a picture like of the railing not broken. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like, but even, yeah. even if we didn't have pictures, like all they had to do was say, here are our receipts for the things we had to do. We had to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and it totaled mm-hmm. 1200 or, or over or whatever, you know, but mm-hmm. they didn't have that. But, right. you know, but we, you know, so he's like, it's a use, you know, it's your word against theirs. And they're like, I don't, you know, what do you want me to do with that? Like, there's, you know, I can hear it out, but without proof in the court of law, like, there's very little I can do. So I would suggest you guys talk it over and try to settle it, you mm-hmm. know, before coming back in here and, like, actually having a trial, basically. You know, like mm-hmm. a, having a court uh, hearing. So he kind of had a pre-hearing thing, and he kind of laid that out. And so, you know, we went to him, and we were like, well, you know, what what do you guys think? Like, I, you know, and we, again, kind of were like, we don't think that you spent any the full like amount. Close to 1200 you know? bucks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and the, the husband was a much more level-headed kind of guy, and I never... I'd maybe spoken to him once about the situation um, the whole time 
the the the, the thousand times I had called them after that. And he basically, from what I remember, was like, oh, my wife's taking care of that, so I'm not sure where that's at right now. Um, kind of thing. Like, he didn't know. Right. Um, and I, I always thought he was a pretty level-headed guy and pretty straightforward. And, and he was just like, you know, look, we can we can give you half a year deposit back. And we were like, okay, great. We'll take it and we'll be done. Mm. You know? Right. So he wrote us checks outside the the, the, courthouse, the courthouse and we wow. went away and it was uh it was the weirdest thing ever i i think that i talked to her one time afterwards she just called me i think after you got the money yeah and she uh-huh. was like you know you guys were the worst people oh, and and blah 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 and and you kind of again I don't know how to explain her. She's almost like, I say that it sounds really harsh, but like from her, it's almost like she's confiding in me when also putting me down. Do you, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Right. She's just so hard to explain how she operated, but she called mm-hmm. me basically wanting to vent about us to me. Right. Be- more or less because I've ha- had so many conversations with her. It was almost you know like a friend <laughs> friend calling a friend yeah. about a different situation <laughs> and venting right. about that, but it was about me. So it was really weird because uh, it had like a familiar, like a, a friend kind of feeling to it. And yet she was like, <laughs> she was just exasperated more than like, angry you know she's just like oh you guys mm-hmm. was so like tough to deal with and you guys never got trash service and blah 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 blah. and i'm gonna put that in the the thing and i was like well we mm. never had an issue with the trash you know we never had the an issue with the trash we found ways to get rid of it without paying for the service and it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, and it was never out right. there for very long. We never got mice. We never got bugs. Like, right. I was like, you're, you can put that in there all you want, but like, that's not why we're in this situation. The trash has nothing to do with why we asked you for our deposit back. Like we had a right to get it back. Unless you provided documentation that you spent the whole thing on damage and and like mess that we had left at the house, you know, and then like mm-hmm. this is, and I, I'm I'm kind of like talking her down from like uh, all the things she's gonna do differently with the new tenant, and I was like, you know. I didn't say get, get, I didn't, get pictures lady you know like, I know I didn't say this but yeah. I was like most of this is on you like uh, mm-hmm. like all the things that you're complaining to me about right now like if you had done your due diligence and put that money aside and, and documented all the things that you had to pay for and things like this after we left like we wouldn't have batted an eye. We would have. They, you, you wouldn't have had a leg to is, stand on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how much we've spent so far, and you know. But uh, but yeah, the, the, I just don't think they wanted to give me give us our, the money. 
or they didn't have it or whatever and they just they, but they didn't keep any documentation so it was really it was a weird situation and I and like I said I kind of talked her down from her in that conversation um like I said, it was a very much like a friend talking a friend down. I was like, look, like mm-hmm. it was a sucky situation, but we <laughs> enjoyed staying there and we did our best to take care of it. And like, you know, you need to just start fresh. And like, these are the things that I'm saying, you know? Um, right. It was weird. It was weird. So, uh, so yeah, not so much a bad roommate, but a, a very weird landlord. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if we had dealt with him directly, I think it would have been way different the whole time. But it, we, but she was basically the one that spearheaded everything, and she was a kook. So, anyways, uh, hmm. that's uh, what I thought of for that prompt. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's interesting because like the the thing that I find is a little bit of an unbalance for sure is that power dynamic i guess uh-huh. landlord to renter thing that uh the specifically with the security deposit in that if i'm going to rent somewhere and i need to come up with a security deposit and the first month and the last month's rent, right? So I don't stiff them. You know, that's right. their, that's the whole thing is is too many landlords have had some renter break something and then ditch out and they're out the rent and they're out the cost to repair. So I get right. the whole deposit thing because, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. But the problem in a lot of times, especially if you're, say, you know, hard up and you know you're renting and you know going you know paycheck paycheck to paycheck or all that kind of different stuff or um like that's why you're renting is that's a lot of money up front you know it is oh yeah like that's triple typically because the usually the secure deposit is about the same as the rent that's triple right. the amount of rent that you would typically need, right? Yeah, that you would typically pay within a month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So fast forward six months, a year, whatever it might be, and you get a little bit of a break because you're like, okay, my lease is up. I'm moving to this other place. I don't have to pay the last month's rent. Sweet, right? It's already paid right. for Right, right. So I'm going to save that money to pay like because that's the thing is new places yeah like your new if if it was if it was a smooth transition like say like what happened at you know the place i i lived with you know conrad and others is if you were moving from apartment to apartment you know just down the down the hallway you would literally just it would just go okay just pay Next month's rent, and we'll just put it on this instead of this, right? And uh-huh. but we keep your security deposit over the whole course of the time. But like you know, you're moving to a completely different place, and so completely different owner, blah blah blah. Right. So you have to, so it's like okay, I have the break where I don't have to pay like you know October's rent, right? So I can use that to pay my first month, 
and then I will have the money that I was earning to pay next month. So the first month and the last month's rent still kind of works. But the security deposit gets tied up for so long right. at these places that you're like screwed. You're like, okay, where am I going to come up with an extra grand right. to pay for this security deposit while I wait for my security deposit from this other place? You know? Right. And that's what kind of – that's that's where the power dynamic sucks the worst is, yeah, they hold on to it for a week, a month – you know, two months sometimes, um, and you're like, uh, like, you know, I don't have the money to move into another place because I right. need that security deposit back, um, and all that kind of stuff. And it's just this like crazy, terrible leapfrog where it's like, you better have an extra thousand bucks saved up over that year so you can get out of the place you're in to get into the next place, and then pay yourself back, you know, with the security pod. Like, you are the one that needs to have right. that extra bank account. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. and if they're not doing it, they should have the capital as the homeowner to definitely cover the security deposit at any given time. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of crazy things like that. I mean, it's the whole down payment or uh, stuff like that, where it's just like, oh man, you gotta come up with this much up front. It's like, but I need to get rid of the thing that I already have. <laughs> get that I the know. money from that like, in order to get the, the next my, thing. My hope is to lower yeah. my monthly payment. So yeah. I gotta sell. I gotta sell this car to buy this car. You know, like you know. Dude, that's I why know. money, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 money. it's a crazy. But I think that's interesting that it went all the way. I think it's interesting that it went to small claims court-ish. <laughs> where it's like, uh, let me just tell you that neither of you really have a case. And I don't want to just hear this bickering. So why don't you guys go out in the hallway and try to figure this out? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> like, it's just going to be like, well, uh, we got a call at this time. And like, da, 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 and like, you know, it's like, I need facts. I need things that you can point at, emails or... Right. whatever and people are like oh, i don't have it and yeah it's it's yeah small claims court is an interesting <laughs> beast for sure yeah for sure mm -hmm. but oh yeah well roommates am i right like I now we don't are yeah now well, i got roommates both are, that, you know we're, we're stuck on the floor yeah. and throw up <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i got one that Oh, I just was thinking about this like the other day where I'm just like, man, you're gonna take so long to contribute to this household. <laughs> like you are, you are so lucky. You are so yep. cute because you are doing nothing around here. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But you get a whole room to yourself. That's right. Fancy, fancy. Um, I don't even get my own room anymore. <laughs> but, nope. <laughs> nope. Uh. All right. Well, what's what's the new man? What what's new? What's new with you? All right, man. I am. All right. So way back, way back, way back, oh. you you on the new, I believe, discussed a, or maybe you were just telling me about it. I don't remember uh, <laughs> a a college humor show about. Uh, 
those guy, those two people, like I don't know, there's challenges or whatever that they to pay oh, off their student loans. You know, yeah, you're talking about Grant and uh, and Ali. Ali, yes, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's uh, what is the show called? It is I um, what it's called. Um, I don't know. They're basically using college humor, their jobs at college humor, to get out of their debt, their student loan. Right. So they challenge each other to things that uh, the their boss gives a dollar value to. Like, if Grant can do this challenge, he'll get $400 paid off of his student loan. Right. And if Allie does a challenge that Grant sets for her, she'll get $600, depending on the difficulty in them. Yes. Okay. Right, exactly. So you remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've been watching a lot of college humor things here recently. Good, good for you. Good, good on you. Uh, Even though they you know, fi- they they fired everybody. They fired and, everybody. <laughs> after with COVID, they like closed down college humor. So, anyway. Oh well, there's a few things still still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, yeah yeah yeah. So I started with. With um, actually, have you seen this show? I have been watching um, actually, like nonstop because they release them all in in completion. Because they would do like little clips on YouTube, but since yeah. they got shut down, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna just release it all on YouTube to try to monetize this as much as possible." Oh, they have all of them on there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, yeah, so I started with that, and then I was like, oh, what's this? And then I watched some Game Changer, and then some other things, mm-hmm. and then I got onto this stupid Dimension 20. Ooh, D20? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called Total Forgiveness is the grand Total now, Forgiveness is the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I watched the, f- the first full season of uh, Fantasy High on Dimension 20. Ooh. For those, I love that one. For those mm-hmm. who have no idea what this is, it's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's D&D. They just, they, they, they do a D&D mm-hmm. campaign and they film it and the Dungeon Master is really good. Um, oh, so, it, so good, so knowledgeable. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. So... Anyways, so I've been for I don't know last couple weeks or so, like, just listening and watching. So when I went to Costa Rica, I like downloaded a lot of them and and watched them in the plane and on the in the airport and things like this. So anyways, that's um, yeah. Never played D and D in my life. Never really knew mm-hmm. much about it. And then I watch that, and I feel like I could, you know, easily participate in a campaign. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, um, no, I, I, I really enjoy a lot of college humor, the, the sketches that they do, and then the the longer stuff. Like, they have some really, really good ideas. Like, um, actually, is a genius show. That is so good. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to explain the premise just real quick, um, Mike Trapp has uh, a list of, or like a series of statements about the franchises you know and love uh, that have some falsehood in them. 
and uh-huh. the pan the panel is to um, buzz in and correct the falsehood with the phrase "um actually," and if they don't say "um actually," they don't get the point, and it's just to be pedantic and show right. off how much you know things. But like, there's a little bit of gamification where you can kind of guess. Even if you have right. no idea, like you've is, never like, heard, oh, you've never thing. heard of Kingdom Hearts at all. Right. You're like, okay, well, he listed off a bunch of names, so I'm gonna guess that one of those names is incorrect. Or you know, like right. he said, every single time you die, you respawn. It's like I'm gonna say that not every single time. Like there's a loophole somewhere. There's little things like that. Right. Um, there's the rank room. Have you watched any of that? Uh, uh-uh. no. The rank room uh, was, uh, I believe, Katie, uh, Katie's name, or Katie's name. Her name is Katie. It was her <laughs> idea where she gives, she gives uh, everybody like four or five people, um, kind of a question of the day type thing, where she's like, okay, like the the best thing to do at a, you know, the best way to honor somebody at a funeral the worst way to propose to somebody the you know best way to you know um fake your death like different little things like that and Uh she gives them out to people or she gives that throws that out and then they all give their responses like very well thought out very well articulated and then they rank them like this one's the best this one's the worst this one's so on and so forth so gotcha that one's actually um a lot of fun and then total forgiveness is really interesting to, for sure because it's just up in the ante every time so right but yeah i've i've been watching a lot of um actually and there is an um actually board game doesn't surprise that me. you can that you can purchase or it's it was on kickstarter now you can pre-order it and stuff like that and uh be your own mic trap you know, stuff like that, but I think, I was like, I would buy this, but there's, like, not very many people that would play this with me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, yeah, because, I mean, you got to kind of have that mindset of, like, okay, I'm going to listen to this, even if I have no idea what the thing is, you know? Right. And, and, And guess, like... You know, just based off keywords or something like that. So, uh. um, yeah, college humor. I would say, if somebody's out there with the the money um, to back them, then you know, hire yeah. those people and you know, get it, get it, get it going. Yeah, get it, get it, get it back. So, so one thing I I noticed with watching all these uh, episodes of them actually. Uh, are all the props in the bag? Have mm-hmm. you ever looked at any of those really closely? Uh, they were actually part of the Kickstarter where they, uh, if you bid like, or if you backed them for like 500 bucks, they would send you a random prop. So yeah, there's like a Rubik's Cube globe thing. Right. There's so Marty is, McFly's, yeah. Well, everything is wrong. So like the Marty McFly... Oh. Lace-up shoes are like Adidas shoes instead of Nike shoes. Uh-huh. And so, like, the Rubik's Cube is not a cube, it's a globe, so that's wrong. But there's, like, a, a Pokeball from Pokemon that's a 
that's a square. That's not a ball. So everything is right. Like you know, there's, there's a, a Vulcan hand. N sixty not yeah. doing the Vulcan sign correctly. Is an N sixty four controller that has two pegs, like two middle, two, yeah, two yeah. middle <laughs> handles. I never. I guess I never pieced it together that everything is slightly off like that. Yeah, That's actually a very good a, observation. It took me a little yeah. bit, but I was like, because uh, I was like, why is that, that that Pokeball, why is it a square? That's really weird. And then one episode when I, I guess, I don't know if I wasn't invested in it or whatever, but I was just looking <laughs> at everything in the back. I was like, oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. So anyways, just a little observation. Yeah. No, that that's actually very interesting because I've noticed all the props and stuff, and I just thought that they were somewhat like their nerdy stuff. Because I mean, there's like Hulk hands and right uh, things like that, and I just thought it's like, oh yeah, ooh, this one's like eclectic because it's like, you know, got two handles or it's, you know, whatever. But I guess that makes a lot of that that kudos to the prop department because it's like right. they had to then make make that stuff right. instead of just finding right. it on the internet. I just thought it was just like nerdy stuff huh the adidas thing i did not notice that at all yeah but that one took me a bit because i looked at those a few Mm -hmm. times like after i realized that everything was wrong i was like what's wrong with Mm -hmm. these shoes um and it that so yeah it's pretty subtle but uh -hmm. pretty smart um have you so one of the things that i like about um actually is the fact that they have corrections for like previous episodes like uh-huh. from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tw- from twitter or like the uh, the forums and all that kind of different stuff right and um i love that kind of stuff because it's like it's like yeah they did their research they, they looked into it but then somebody else is like oh yeah but you didn't look into it enough or you like in even though you said this and this was wrong and that was the premise of the show this other thing that you also mentioned that nobody caught was right. was totally you know like totally wrong like well I like watched that, so. an episode where they uh, uh, accidentally had put another mistake in the clue you know mm-hmm. and one of the contestants caught it and like gave it right then mm-hmm. and they looked it up and right like, you're not wrong so point to you yep <laughs> yeah yeah that definitely happens where it's just like it's like, well, we said that, like, in like, it was something like, uh, I mean, like, something that would be an example is, like, they read the clue and they say, like, Indiana is actually named Henry Jones Jr. And it's like the name Indiana came from the dog or whatever. And, like, it's like, oh, no, it came from, like, George Lucas's dog. <laughs> <laughs> like right. you know like like and somebody like would then correct and just be like well it actually didn't come from george lucas's dog it came from like the dog of his girlfriend or something and it's just like oh my gosh <laughs> like right. Right. yes fine it wasn't his dog <laughs> like how, how freaking like you know nitpicky we're gonna be it's like that's the whole show that's the point right yeah mm-hmm. but um no, that's that's yeah. I would I would have loved to have written for that show. I think it would have gotten you into some yeah some good fan lore and stuff like that. Like one, I'm just gonna point this out. Like one thing that I don't know if it would have been corrected or whatever. There is one where he's listing off 
the different blades that they find in the Hobbit uh-huh. that glow uh-huh. in the presence of orcs uh-huh. is what he says. Yeah, but he's like it's like the swords. Funny. Yeah, the swords are you know um, this 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 and this. And the correction is well, a sting is not technically a sword. It's a dagger right. that is the a sword size for a Hobbit. And that was the correction. And I was like, oh, if this wasn't already like a year and a half old, I would have totally tweeted. It's like, well, technically, they're not called orcs in The Hobbit. They're only called goblins because like, hence the Goblin King, you know, so it doesn't they don't glow <laughs> like my correction in the show. Like to your point, like would right. have been like, it's not that it's not called a sword. I would have been like, ding. It's like, oh, they don't glow in the presence of orcs. They go in the presence of goblins. And they would have been like, well, they're the same thing. It's like, ah, they aren't the same thing until Lord of the Rings comes out. So in The Hobbit, they're never referred to as orcs, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> get into this right. whole argument over, like, the terminology. It's like, so to say that they glow in the presence of orcs is technically wrong because you're refreshing just specifically The Hobbit and not the Lord of the Rings trilogy in general, blah, blah, blah. And that's how that show goes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about oh, you, man? Good... We're running along here. Uh, what's what's new? Oh, sorry. You? No, you're good. Um, um, we're just having fun, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had the um, the sad and um, sullen episode to have to let somebody go today at work. Oh. Yeah. You in particular had to do it? Yeah. So, um, so as an hourly employee that, you know, my, like my title is like assistant manager, right? Like, and that's kind of like thrown Uh out there as like this thing. They've just been kind of shoving more and more of these like administrative things at me as we've talked about before. Right. Um, and everything, and so this 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 individual has um, they've really run the gambit of excuses not to come to work. Anywhere from um, my alarm didn't go off, so I mm-hmm. didn't come to work at all. Good one. Good <laughs> and, one. And, and yeah, and Solid, to no holes. to. Um, well, I came in, had a cyst burst and went to the ER, like, you know, like, so I was at work for like 10 minutes and then this thing happened and then I went to the ER. So it's like, and everything in between from like, I'm super sick, uh, COVID, uh, this person passed away, this, that, this, that, and this, that, and they've been absent so much and... Um, and we have a policy that's you have to notify management within an hour of your shift starting um, or else it's considered like job abandonment basically because like we got to be able to plan our day you know like are you coming in or not and they're they like been very very lax and this person like sending emails or texts about like like seriously like 
sometimes the text will come in before the shift and you're like, oh, okay, well that sucks. They're not going to be here today. Sometimes the text will come in, you know, halfway through their shift, you know, where it's like, well, we figured you weren't coming in, but lately, like literally the alarm clock thing happened and they text 10 minutes before their shift ended. So it's like, well, where have you been for the last six hours? Like, have you, you your alarm didn't go off, so you slept an additional six hours, like five hours and 50 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And we've already moved their schedule, um, put them down to part-time because they weren't filling full-time hours, and done all these things past the point of, you know, uh, reason of <laughs> any, any, any other place that I've worked. Right. But then it just came to a head, and so I had to call them, and they didn't pick up. And then 10 minutes before their shift ended, they called me back and said that they were very sick. And at that point, like, sadly, it was already a done deal because since we have to cut a check for their last, um, for whatever they've already worked, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it has to be given within 24 hours um, or else they can like sue you or something like that. Uh-huh. Like they've already, they've already, you know, put that through the computer and just dis- like uh, discontinued all the, well, what was the word I want? They like, you know, uh, deactivated their email and the, their key card and all that kind of different stuff. So they, if they had come in that day, it would have just been like, okay, sit them down, tell them, and let them get their stuff from their locker, send right. them on their way. But they didn't show up for work again, you know, two days in a This is the second day in a row. And it was just like, okay, well, by the time you called me, it's already a done deal. So there's no way I can be like, okay, well, in this case, you are really sick. And it's like, I'm sorry, this is this this and i can't apologize so i have to just state facts and that sucks you know and everything and so that was that was a little rough it was definitely tried to keep them on but this has been going on for at least five months yeah that they've had random absences to the point where it's just like okay well we can't have you be full-time okay well we can't even have you work an eight-hour day let's move your day to 11 o'clock so you're actually here and then still these absences happening and it's just like yeah and is that some of the points you made like we kind of been back over backwards to try to make this work with you and you just still aren't coming in yeah i was like because they're like well i'm sick so like i'm getting fired because i'm sick and i'm like I'm like, no, because no, it's like it's come to it's, work a thousand times. Yeah, it's it's not the last today. One. Yeah, it's not specific to today. It's just you're hearing about it over the phone because you didn't come into work. Right. That's the only. That's the only difference and stuff like that. And yeah, so it was yeah not. They didn't take it not very the greatest. Well, I assume. Yeah, and yeah, and I mean they they took it well enough. Yeah, where it's it's very much just like so this so you, like and that's the problem is they want to hear it like I'm fired <laughs> like you know like right. you're fired like you whatever but I'm trying to use like I'm like well like we 
are terminating your position because of or terminating you terminating you because of this and this and this and they're like so I'm fired because I'm sick and I'm like I'm not saying that I'm saying these are the reasons and and everything you know right and if you want to come pick stuff up from it's like your locker you know please do so just let us know and we'll whatever whatever and they're like no I don't need I don't need anything there I just okay all right bye yeah so not not the easiest thing for sure and uh hopefully don't need to do that anymore because like and we've talked about this a lot me and the lady that runs hr and stuff is like it is very interesting like the variety and the frequency of all these absences and all this kind of different stuff because like in every other job that i've worked if you've had consistent absences then like there's a written warning that usually is in the vein of if you have another absence within 60 days you will be terminated like you will be terminated and everything like that so it's a concrete like and i'm like me committing to 60 days without an absence is hard even though i've gone six months you know but just like right. knowing that you have this 60 day overhead is just it, it, like it, it just sucks and so most people that aren't committed to their jobs will then just quit because they can't handle this or they'll just not come in one day and boom you know that's right. pretty much quitting right but right. like it, like but then and then somebody else asked me um at work they're like it's like does this company like are they the kind of company that would understand like a mental health day, like where I'm just like, I just need to stay home and you know, I'm not going to be productive at work. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, for you, yes, because you haven't been absent in the last three months, right. you come and do your work and you're here on time and you're da, 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 da. So you told me I need a mental health day. I would say, please take your mental health day. You deserve it and need it. This other person turns around and says, oh, I need a mental health day too. I'm like, why? Because you were here two days last week and those didn't count as mental health days or whatever, you know? Right. It's 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 all a matter of trust for sure. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be surprised if certain places, and I know certain places would definitely fire you for like, it's like, oh, I slept in. Good. Then you're fired. <laughs> Like, that's your excuse? Like, no, you're done. (laughs) Like, you know, you get in a car accident, well, we'll talk, you know? You, you know, cough up, like, a a ball of something and got to go to the hospital or got to go to the doctor, like, bring a note. Right. Like, and and everything like that. And so, but, like, minor excuses, like, I don't know. A lot of times when it's like, oh, my car didn't start, so I can't make it into work, I'm like... Nobody else can get you to work. You can't Uber. Your job's not important enough to get, you know, down to work. Pay 20 bucks and get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, if it's a one out out of every, you know, three to four months, it's like, hey, my car didn't start. I really want to take care of it so it's reliable. So I'm taking it to the mechanic. I can't make it into work. It's like, okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow. But if it's like, oh, well, I was sick yesterday and now my car won't start. And now it's like, well, 
yeah, that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> on top of each other, right? And you're like, well, yeah, exactly. The validity of each has gone down significantly since they're in a row. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and then and then you tack on, you know, uh, bereavements and different things like that, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is really the gambit. Like, yeah, you know, like just. Every you know what? What other excuses would they accept? You know, dude. Well, I had a like for my bereavement. Like, I needed like a document Mm -hmm. from the funeral I went to. Like, bring a Mm -hmm. brochure, a pamphlet back, or whatever from the Mm -hmm. funeral that shows that you went. And I was like, really? But you know, they Mm -hmm. gotta, they gotta keep a paper trail to right so that it was legit it it gets abused like like within that same week then this is the other thing is it's a very comparative and contrasting thing where we had an employee that had um their their grandfather passed away um and they live a significant distance so they weren't going to be able to go out to the funeral or anything like that like right. they're over they're overseas plus covid all this kind of different stuff like that employee came into work started working uh-huh. excused themselves for a little bit came back started working again i you know went up to him hey man like are you doing okay he told me that his grandfather died and he wasn't going to be able to go out to the funeral and then kind of just broke down a little bit right there and, and cried. He's like, excuse and excused himself again. And I then excused him from work. I'm like, Get we have right. bereavement for this very purpose. Please take the time to do what you can and stuff. And so he, right. he left, you know, and stuff. I'm like, but he came to work that day, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and tried to make it work, but that's what bereavement is for. You, you aren't going to be productive. You deserve the time, like take it when it's, it's given to you, it's needed. But he was back the next day and used his other couple days of bereavement for like, you know, visiting other family members and doing like a little thing, you know, like that, like planned out all that kind of stuff, responsible versus this other employee that just like this, this person who's, I'm going to say not a family member. So technically not under our bereavement policy, you know, died. And so I can't come to work. It's like, okay, if you aren't going to be productive, then that's understandable that you're not going to come to work. You know, if you are so affected by this, but that excuse was used twice for two different friends and Mm. within only like a few weeks of each other and stuff like that. So it's like, we need to have somebody that will come to work. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal, but because um, I liked them a lot and they were a lot of fun, but it's just yeah. In that like, I tried, I tried so yeah, hard to tell you, it was only much so and give you tell. all the chances in the world, right? Um, but then you just ran out of chances. That's that's really what it is. So anyway, that's it's tough. It's tough for sure. But well, that was 
great thing to <laughs> to end on. So so interesting, sure. but it's definitely something I've been thinking about all the rest of the day today. So, um, yeah, just commit. And you know, if you if you don't like your job, I would encourage you to find a job that you can commit to that you enjoy going to, and that that's right. Should it'll be easier to definitely get there and get out there. But you don't need advice from me. You just need to subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate the listen, everybody, and hope you all, uh, yeah, uh, keep it up this week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.